Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where we make a case for Joni Mitchell and Billy Joel being two of the greatest songwriters of our fucking century. Uh-huh. And the absolute travesty it is that they never made a baby that we know of. Mm. <clears throat> I'm Juice for once, and this is Leo for always. Oh wow! What a that's a good one. That's a little ripple, nice ripple at the end of that. Um, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, rough. <laughs> yeah, you doing? We rough? just talked off mic about some stuff I'm going through, and it's rough. But otherwise, life how, is how good. Are, okay, but how are the uh, how are your creative fields going? How's, I was how are just going to say that's the one thing that's like <clears throat> keeping me going right now. So like, uh, Matilda is going fucking amazing. Like I'm killing it as Trunchbull. Like good, it's yeah. one of the times where like. Like even when I was doing Claudius, I knew I was doing well, but it's kind of like, you know, it's like tapping to different emotions. And I'm like, am I getting it? Like I was also worried that I was worried that we never did a full run until tech week. That was scaring me this time, even though like we keep re-blocking things like multiple mm-hmm. times and I'm like, ugh, I feel so good about my performance. I'm like, <clears throat> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Those are always the best. Um, and I um, apparently hate free time. Free because, time. Uh, uh, I hate free time apparently because on um, the stone church where I do normally do the Shakespeare where I just did Hamlet um, there, they do a musical in the fall, which I wasn't interested in, but they needed a stage manager. And I was like, you know what? I'm available. Like I'm not really called that much for Matilda. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I can't be there every single rehearsal, but I'll be there when you need me. And they're like, that's good enough. So <laughs> in addition to like, and like Kate and I have one car between us, which is a fucking rental because both our cars got totaled. And so, mm-hmm. like, she's in a show, I'm in a show, and stage managing another show. And so that it's like ni- a nightmare, like getting that to fucking happen. But, hmm, uh, are you stage managing? Yeah, yeah, I'm stage managing. And That's what you, I just how, said. And how you? How how are you? Um, wh- when does that show go up? Or is it already up currently? No. So, um, I think they're doing one weekend because I know. I know that the their biggest like contention was like um, October fifteenth uh, is a Saturday, and they're like we do two performance days. Like you know you rehearse on Saturday, you wouldn't be able to make that rehearsal. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll work it out as a conflict. So like the that weekend, probably the fourteenth is when they'll open because they do Fridays. It'll be like Friday, Saturday, Sunday of that weekend, basically second weekend of October, and then the next weekend. Adam's family opens, I think, because because Kate is doing Adam's family the last two weekends in October. They're doing two weekends and they're closing. Don't want to close on Halloween, obviously. Cause, I mean, not obviously, but it is like a Halloweeny kind of show. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and then two weeks after that is Matilda. Yeah, you guys are. So we're gonna be fucking yeah. busy, like yeah, you're all of October. Rolling. Like we were talking to our buddy Tom, he, you know, mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, they live in Pennsylvania. It's like a six hour drive. It's not the worst, but it's, it's not super, no, close. super close. So we don't, we don't, we don't visit often, but we're like, yeah, let's make a trip out there. Let's make it happen. And, um, 
we were talking earlier in the summer about going around October ish, because I think in, in his hometown, they do something called the apple festival yeah. um, in, in Franklin. And uh, he was like, it's, he was like, I don't like a lot of things about my hometown, but like that it's beautiful during that time. And uh, like, you guys should see it. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. But I had to text him the day. I was like, dude, it is not happening. <laughs> like we're looking too, at December earliest. And wow. then, Oh, and then I forgot. <laughs> and then, so uh, Matilda is um, second and third weekends of November. We close uh, November 20th. We're also doing at the stone church, a Christmas show that is opening like the, like December 3rd or whatever, the first weekend of December. And so it's a, it's a radio play. So I don't have to like memorize anything. We're going to be reading from scripts, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a couple rehearsals. Cause also like they do like carols or whatever. There's like music that goes with it. And so we're going to have some music rehearsals and so I'm going to be ending Matilda right into rehearsals again. I am going to have no sleep till December. Brooklyn. No sleep till Brooklyn. Um, all right, man. Well, that sounds awesome. I'm I'm excited for you. Um, I mean, you know, it's a lot of work, a lot of fun stuff, and hopefully you get through the rough patch. Mm. You will. I will. The, the work will. will help. The work that you're doing will help. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about how amazing this fight card was. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of a lot of work, like these yeah. fighters were putting in work. I know yeah. it's one of another one of our like classic forced segues, but I definitely I feel like it's apropos because the like, reason, I mean, like, uh, I mean, so it was so violent Saturday night. It was everyone dude, was like they the brought violence their game. gods. Yeah, the violence gods were really smiling upon us because everybody there were some nasty cuts and some nasty submissions and i'm going to talk about this the first nasty submission from uh from my prelim pick which is uh miraya 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 it's maria i think maria Maria agapova versus versus jillian Jillian robertson Robertson. hey man holy shit hey jillian robertson's aggressiveness was insane but uh let's give it up for agapova for literally like fighting tooth and nail till the end it was i mean like i said it takes two to tango but like man uh, agapova was super dramatic in getting choked out like really like scary dramatic i think part of that is on the fucking ref dude yeah it was let's talk about that first of all it was an amazing fight and i'm my prelim i'm going to talk about i'm going to talk about loma in a bit Mm because that was a fucking great fight but the women on the prelims brought it. Um, I would say her uh, Nicholas Malta got a, a beautiful stoppage. The Gravely fight was ass, and like mm-hmm. I only came, granted I only came in at the third round, um, but like that fight was ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like Trey, uh, Trevin Giles, like yeah. the like I don't want to hear a goddamn thing. Like I had this thought last night after Jillian Robertson fucking strangled, like literally strangled Maria Gabova. Trevin Giles and whoever the fuck else he fought laid an egg. I'm like looking at it. Uh, Trevin uh, Lewis Kosi and Loma Luke Boonmi fucking had an amazing fight with Denise. So Eagles. aggressive. I was like, I don't want to hear a goddamn thing about women's MMA being boring. Fuck you if you think that. Dude. They brought it and the guys did not. And and it's it is like such a like I'm gonna sound like a fucking like super male feminist, but like the this like standard that they have to live up to to be extra when the guys just the guys get to have boring fights all the time, but they like women's MMA is boring. Fuck you. Don't yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I was listening back to the last episode and I really talking about the Holly Holm and uh Misha Tate fight, and I was like, you know, 
there's a lot of those. That just happens to be the one that I that I saw yeah. that was like, and like honestly, if you saw the, um, I, it's, hmm, it's it's been a while since I've been in a bar environment for for a UFC fight, and I need to do that again soon, um, because like. I don't know. It's just, it's so fun to see these things. And I'm sure people would have been on their feet for both the, the, the female prelim fights. Um, and, Cause they like, oh, man, it was so, they were so good and so aggressive. Like yeah. everyone was really super aggressive last night. Nobody was, I don't think there was anyone. No fight felt super, super incredibly technical. Um, every, I mean, yeah. with the exception of the Corey Sanding and, and the the song, song but like, song. but it still had but it was like still violent. Yeah, super super violent, and the whole main card was uh really really violent too. Um, like really violent actually. The more I I'm looking at it anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Jillian Robertson, uh, Robertson, Robertson. Dang, yeah. so many too many rober robbers. Rober robbers. Uh, rober robbers. Um. Yeah, that was uh, you're right. You're right about the ref not stopping that. Yeah, but let's talk about that. Her fucking mouthpiece drops out. First yeah. of all, like as a ref, you snatch that up and you wait for the first opportunity to to shove it back in. Granted, they were in a scrambling position after that, but it is very easy to pause. Like you can say pause. You don't have to say like break it up. I'm separating you. Just pause. Yeah. Have Jillian hold the choke but not apply pressure. Whatever. Shove that bad boy in there. That's number one, dude. That's number one. Number two, the fact that uh, it didn't, and she's visibly biting her tongue. Like, okay, dude, when you're struggling, like, okay. So someone tweeted this out. So I don't. I'm not gonna. This isn't like an entirely original thought, but I like vehemently agreed with it. Like the whole idea of a ref like stopping a fight when someone is no longer intelligently defending themselves. Why doesn't that apply to chokes as well? Mm. why is that only with like ground and pound or, or what have you or even like standing to go like why does that not like she's just gutting it out and yeah sometimes she was grabbing the hand and like she was whatever but like at a certain point no she was not and it's debatable whether or not she was out for a few seconds before he stopped it as well like no. chris tyone is fucking dangerous like uh, i listen to the comment event uh, podcast a lot and like uh, a few of our patrons do as well and uh someone from the uk had this question that they put on there and they're like uh don't most of the refs seem top drawer or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and i'm like hey no chris tyone exists chris tyone right. exists. and 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 your man mike beltran been fucking up too people love to, to talk about him as like whatever he's been fucking up too like no i am not about to let these refs off the hook i'm i'm channeling t-cross right now like no fuck you guys yeah he ain't shit interesting oh all right, I know oh, I've been talking, weird. but do we no, have anything no, no. more about to say about Jillian? You know, I was gonna say I'm looking at the anchor app right now to see about like questions and stuff like that, but it says you'll weird. You'll no longer be able to access notifications for favorites. Yep, uh, recording that's a that's a thing. Messages. Yeah, so they talk. Uh, I, I've been talking to Rhino about this. He didn't know that there's like a back door in, and I showed him, and he well, well, he doesn't need it, so. <laughs> um, my app auto updates and that's probably what you're seeing as well um mm-hmm. he didn't see that because he doesn't have auto update on and uh, but everyone else and all of our listeners do as well they took away the ability to like search for other podcasts mm-hmm. and like message people and now you just see analytics and it's so fucking an- annoying and like i like the analytics and i've posted our analytics many a time even in the fwm days but like 
Come on, dude. That's so important, the voice message. But there is a way, and it's been in every single forum post that I've ever posted, the ma- the link, the manual link, which goes to your desktop browser. And if you have the app, um, it may just automatically direct to the app when you click on the post so that maybe, maybe that's what's happening. But if you just go to the link, uh, if you just copy the link and paste it in a browser, or if it's anchor.fm slash, in my case, fighting with myself our mm-hmm. case um i say my because that was my original url and we can't really change it anchor.fm slash fighting with myself slash message and if it, there's another podcast hosted by anchor you have to find out their url and add the slash message like rhino's mm-hmm. comments person rhino is rhino cast so there you go i'm giving rhino some help here too um but yeah uh they they fucked up but rhino got one in t cross sent some videos and listen guys we've always made it easy to like send in voice questions if you want uh you can email fighting with myself pod at gmail.com i think that email is probably in our twitter bio if not it should be and i'll fix that um fucking uh you can call the fsp hotline if you uh can call uh, a u.s number uh seven three two six nine five four seven nine five it's really like saved in my phone yeah and it's on the twitter post as well like here i am saying it's not uh, anywhere but it is yeah 732-695-4975 catfish uses it a lot philly mma dude uh used to uh to use that (laughs) i was thinking about phil today actually because i'm wearing fucking patreon listeners will know total aggression which is a, a company that used to sponsor their podcast well um I, what's your prelim pick? I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, can we move on from Jillian? Yes, I want to talk about the little ball of nightmare fuel that is Loma Lagoonmi, and just absolutely fucking that scrap, dude, was so amazing. And Denise was like getting some good positions as well. They were reversing, and uh, like Loma, I feels like she checked out in the third round, which made me sound like she was defending like a lot as far as the choke, but like. Dude, she was so aggressive in those first two rounds. And I don't think it's a cardio issue, too. Like, she used to fight at 105. Like, she she has, like, cardio for days, I feel. Like, mm-hmm. as far as what I've seen from her other fights, like, she frequently goes the distance <clears throat> and, and gives it everything, like, every single round. She was a – was she – she's a kickboxer, yeah? Well, uh, yeah, initially, yeah. So, so like, she – um, what's it called? She has, like, a, over 100 Muay Thai fights, uh, okay. uh, which is what they said on the broadcast. But, like – she started training Tiger Muay Thai and like Tiger Muay Thai in, in, in Phuket, Thailand. I think it's in Phuket. Anyway, it's somewhere in Thailand. They also do MMA. Like that's where mm-hmm. Fizzy trains. I think Jan is trained there as well. Brad Rydell back in the day uh, mm-hmm. before he went back to city kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Like they train MMA too. They have a good like wrestling and jujitsu program there too. So I think she started training MMA there. I saw her Invicta debut, which I think was also her MMA debut, or it might have been – she might have been 1-0. It might have been her second fight, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I saw I saw it. I forget it was against who, but it was – I remember also Mallory Martin was on the card because it was the card – like I think I've talked about this before where Mallory Martin was just like so extra, and she was telling her opponent like, you'll never escape. You'll never get out of this. Your family won't be able to save you. Like mm, just trying okay. to channel Khabib, just like beating on this poor girl, yeah. and she was crying, saying how like like she was training with Loma. And she was like, "I know Loma's gonna get in her next win too." Like it was mm. it was insane. That that was an amazing card too, because I'm also pretty sure that was the card that Callie Robbins fought. Uh, 
forget who, but it was like the one of the biggest momentum shifts I've ever seen in a fight, uh, uh, other than like Yair versus uh, Korean Zombie when he uh, the last finish at the end or whatever. But this was so quick; it was in the first round. Like this poor girl is like beating her ass, and then like all of a sudden snatches an armbar, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's over!" And like mm-hmm. the girl that was losing got the armbar. <clears throat> I was like, "Holy shit." Um, a little Invicta tension there, but all this to say, Loma is a fucking beast, and we love to see it. Yeah. Also, wanted to give an honorary shout out to to Damon Jackson. Um, I'm sorry for all the times I've made fun of your hairline, and uh, you'll be okay. Yeah. No, man, it was uh, that was an emotional performance, oh, and like so emotional, so sad that his brother died, and like, and just like what they were talking about on the broadcast that that you know it just happened like a week before. Or, and so he was just coming in there and like to see him, first of all, get that great knockout on Pat Sabatini, um, you know, yeah. abs- absolutely. Pat Sabatini's a stud too. Like. And Damon Jackson as like, I mean, like hearing about the brother thing and then like just the, he was super, super aggressive, like really aggressive with those punches. Like, yeah. So then to see him win and then start crying, I was like, dang, dude, like this is so, so emotional. Stuff. Yeah. So, so much to watch and, and hearing the, the the broadcast talk about it while he's like, you know, walking in and getting set up. Um, and then it's one of those things yeah. too, like, you know, it's sort of like the phrase, like hell hath no fury, like a woman scorns, like hell hath no fury, like a man's a, mourn. A, a human, a human's who, mourn. Who, uh, mm, I don't know if that's a thing. What do you, uh, a what? Like a human's mourn like oh like mourn okay i don't yeah okay <laughs> yes yeah. and uh, a, a human this... like anyone in mourning like the whole like story of buster douglas uh knocking out mike tyson and like mike tyson was a scary motherfucker and like no one thought he was beating him buster douglas like i think he knocked him out it's like buster douglas i think lost his mom or something during training camp like right. when people lose family members when, when fighters <clears throat> lose family members you're gonna fucking good luck like you know what i mean yeah, it's a lot Anyway, uh, but it was, um, yeah, very emotional night. Very, very, uh, like, just tons, tons and tons of violence. And that was just the, the start. Like I said, some some drops of violence in the uh, in the prelims that were really great. And then it just led downhill to more and more aggression. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the first fight of the main card. Anthony... Uh, fucking Hernandez, uh, <laughs> beating the it's shit out of Mark. Know John Anik said when he submitted Rodolfo Vieira, yeah. dude, <laughs> like, Anthony fucking Hernandez. I uh, he said fluffy, but it definitely. Uh, did he say fucking? I can't remember. I think he it, did, is it dude. fucking? I can't. I remember, think we but... talked about it at the time. Like I'm pretty sure he did. Like Anthony fucking Hernandez. Well, speaking of which, that guy swears so much on the broadcast. It was oh so God, d- dude. dude. He swears. I was like, okay, that's fine. I, I, I say fuck a lot, and that's fine. But the way that he uses fuck, I'm like, this is feels weird parts of your <laughs> of your of your sentences. But he also does that, it like I do this too sometimes, where you say it when you mean uh, like you're trying to think of a fuck. word. You're like, yeah, you know the uh the fucking uh, yeah like, yeah <laughs> yeah 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 um, boy, he fucking tore apart burial for all three rounds and then just submitted like literally just dismantled him for the first two rounds and then that third round really went for that submission knew he could get it fuck that motherfucker up he's he's become one of my guys dude i love fluffy yeah i I think i think when he first came i think i was like annoyed that a skinny dude had that nickname i was like come on man like 
Because I think when I think of that, I think of Gabriel Iglesias. Like, yeah. I'm not fat, I'm fluffy. Like, he had a whole bit about it, and everyone calls him that. Like, that I, I saw that, and I was like, yo, no. But, but now I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. He's a fucking good fighter, and he really, really dismantled very, old, very well. Um, he okay. dismantled very old. Oh, wow. Dismantled. <laughs> dismantled. <laughs> so dumb. Um, uh, now... Rodrigo okay, Nascimento versus Tanner so, Bowser. This was a good, I mean, good scrap. They were really coming forward at each other all the time. Uh, they were really swinging. Uh, I feel bad for Tanner losing again, like, uh, and a I decision. Know, like, he was really, really doing really well during the fight. He was, I don't think he, I don't, I didn't feel like he was ever really super in trouble. Uh, but Rodrigo yeah. Nascimento just had the, um, had the the ground game better. That's about it. But yeah. the striking was pretty even for both of them. Yeah, dude. And like they were talking about him being a smaller heavyweight, and like he would do well at two hundred five. And I was like, no, the fuck he would not. Right. He is someone I think would benefit greatly from a cruiserweight division. I think he might even be cruiserweight champ if they made that division. Maybe mm. maybe him and Jelton Almeida. Although, but that's that that was my other point too. Like, uh, the guys at two hundred five are fucking athletic <clears throat> and fast. Yeah, and like sometimes light heavyweight fights are boring as shit and and whatever, but like, no, like you're you're not as 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 Tenor Bozer as a plotting like heavyweight, you're not coming down to two hundred five and having any success. No, they're gonna uh, fuck him up. No, but uh, guys like Khalil Roundtree, mm-hmm. fucking, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, Rodrigo Nascimento, like just the oh, the edging factor was the ground ground game. Yeah, because they were striking really really well uh throughout the whole fight. Uh, both of them were um so. They had their. I think Tanner Bozer had a couple of times where he's done uh, uh, Rodrigo Nascimento. So, anyway, I mean, good fight. I mean, there's not really a lot to say about it because it was just so well well done. Uh, and then you move on to Joe Pfeiffer versus Alan Amadovsky, and Joe Pfeiffer just studded it out, came forward, knocked him on his ass, gave him that like, like don't hurt me anymore look from the ground. Alan did, just like oh no. Yeah, right when he knocked him on his ass, it was bad. And then he uh, he landed one more because the fucking ref was too late, right? Yeah, <clears throat> hate to see it. Hate to see it. Although it was speaking kinda... of uh, speaking of guys who are becoming one of my guys, Joe Pfeiffer. Joe Pfeiffer. <laughs> do you um uh, do you remember the uh, Golden Girls bit? Um, Rhino did this on his show and he texted me about it. But I know you love Golden Girls, so I thought I'd bring it up the the Pfeiffer thing. Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. It was like he, the the guy who said that uh, was like a side character. It wasn't like a regular whatever. But they had this episode where where they were coming in for something. He was like, "No, it's Pfeiffer. The P is not silent or whatever." <laughs> I don't know. P Pfeiffer. P Pfeiffer. Hmm. Guess I don't like Golden Girls that much. Oh. Keep ta- keep talking about the fight. I'm gonna pull it up. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, Joe was super aggressive. I. I mean, all these fights. I mean. All these fights now, had. This is, our, uh, this is our slumber chamber. Oh wow! And uh, oh, here's my uh, card. How may I be of service to you? Uh, well, Mr. Pfeiffer, that's uh, we... a Pfeiffer. The, the P is not silent. <laughs> you remember this? No. Uh, Mr. Pfeiffer, <laughs> we're interested in arranging a funeral. Isn't that lovely? The three of you planning ahead for months. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I think there's a bit more in the clip, but I don't want to just say Classic that. Estelle Getty. Pfeiffer. Classic Estelle Getty. Hey, Pfeiffer. I would like a punch in your buff face. Uh, Joe Pfeiffer. Goodness. Imagine if his nickname was Pfeiffer. Joe Pfeiffer. Joe Pfeiffer. 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 <laughs> Joe Pfeiffer. How fucking extra. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't really have much to say. I mean, like I said, he was just super, super dominant. I mean, like I said, it was a first round knockout. Um, do you have anything else to say about it? No. Okay. Moving on to Andre Feely and Bill Agio. What a fucking Ooh, dude. fight, dude. Speaking of bringing the violence, my God, Bill Algio punch the best, like, punch from a rear naked choke position I've ever seen when you're in yeah. a choke. People usually do that, and it feels like desperation. And like sometimes you're like, well, at least they're doing something, but like maybe fight the hands or something. Bill Algio was like effective with it or something. I yeah. don't know if it was because they were already bloody and like he was. I was like, bro. <laughs> but that this fight was super high paced and super. Um, they were really really going at it every time they would get together. It was like like um, you know those um, those cartoons whenever it's like a big puff of smoke whenever people are fighting. yes like Tasmanian like Devil kind of yeah. like like the, just like yes. that. Just like every that, every time they came together, I was like, "Dang, these guys are really, really going for each other." And and that was across all three rounds. Like they did not, they were not relenting at all. Yeah, consistent. And speaking of like, <clears throat> hell hath no fury like a human in mourning. Feely talking about his son on the yeah. interview, dude. Ah, yeah, fucking hit me. I yeah, was bro. like, God fucking damn it, dude. Touchy Feely just fucking hit me right in the touchy feels. Yeah, fuck. It was good, man. It was a good fucking fight. I was like really entertained and just like, yeah, this is super violent. And I was like, well, that's probably going to be the most violent night- fight of the night. Then we Whoa, move on dude. to Chidi Chidi, Bang Bang, Nanjukwani. Nanjukwani. Nanjukwani versus Gregory, uh, nose almost falling off, uh, Robocop, Rodriguez. Uh, super violent fight. Like, First round, yeah. super violent. The knee that uh, Jokwani let on Jokwani. 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 Jokwani, like... Chidi and Jokwani. Chidi and Jokwani. Chidi and Jokwani. Chidi and Jokwani. Jokwani. The knee that he landed on on Gregory Rodriguez. I mean, like, talk about flush. And probably should have knocked anybody else out. Like, hit him straight in the brain. Um and just like knocked him back for a second, but he got gained his composure. And uh, Chidi just kept like kept coming forward in that first round, super, super aggressive. And Robocop was like, Nope, fuck that. I'm not taking this. Uh, and they they were really swinging and banging. And I was like, This is fucking awesome. Um, and I just think that Chidi really blew his load in the first round. And then just uh, Gregory Rodriguez just just mauled him got on top oh, of it just dude. just dominated bro i tweeted this out he is he is jacare incarnate oh nice kind of looks like him yep fucking bald middleweight brazilian like jujitsu guy that's gonna slug it out and has a chin from hell like come dude, on that is jacare dude it was it was, uh, yeah, it was a really super violent. You know what else I think is funny about his nickname? And I I have no idea why no one told him this. Maybe someone has brought this up. Like, he's Brazilian. If the R is at the beginning of the word, it's an H sound. And that is how you say his last name, Rodriguez. But his nickname, 
Hobo cop. Hobo cop. I like the idea of him being a homeless homeless police officer. That's funny. no. I think it's still like Robo. Obviously, but like Hobo. Yeah, like, right. Hobo like if cop. someone made a RoboCop costume out of like like arts and crafts. Yeah. Just like, like a, he's a I'm a hobocop. I'm a <laughs> I'm a hobocop. I'm a hobocop. Yeah. You're coming with me. Um God damn, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> that's good. So fucking um Murphy, but... I'm a mess. Yeah, so am I. I'm fucking hobocop. I'm a hobocop. <laughs> I don't feel emotion. Uh all right. Um then I mean, okay. So you remember think... when Robocop shot that guy in the dick? Yeah, who doesn't remember that? Shot him so far in the dick. <laughs> I think I'm thinking that because um, the homie MMA Stew on Twitter this is video, and they captioned it like "Sportive Kings," and there's a dude landing a nut shot, and he was like, he put that fucking audio of that song I play all the time, the "My Dick Bigger Than a Bridge." Yeah. <laughs> The dirt nasty and uh, yeah, well, dyslexic speed readers, dirt nasty, aka Simon Rex, fucking I forget what the other guys was like Andre something and Mickey Avalon, Avalon, Mickey Avalon, that's right, dude, Jane Fonda, yeah, Mickey Avalon's uh, a fucking wreck, um, yeah, so just when we thought the night of violence couldn't get any more violent and the cuts couldn't get any worse, Corey Sandhagen and Song Yudong hop into the ring and give us. Of great fucking Bantamweight classic. Dude, Bantamweight is violence weight. I've said this and it continues to be true. And I, I think I was gonna say earlier when you said how the, the violence was in the in the air for this card, I always feel like Cor- Corey Sanhagen really like embodies the like let's bring the violence. And if like felt like it had a trickle down effect that never before has been seen. And like mm-hmm. Ariel made a good point that I didn't think about on the night, but I think it rings true. I think that Corey and Song, or at least more so Corey, benefited from the co-main where the doctor didn't stop the fight and the guy who got cut won. Like mm-hmm. if 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 either they had stopped the fight or like the guy who got cut lost because of it, they would have stopped Song's fight, I think for sure. But the yeah. fact that they did it in the co-main and it paid off, like they couldn't justify it. But then it like got to the end and he was like, okay, I can't see. They're like, all right, that's it. You can't see. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Like the, where, where uh, Rodrigo's uh, like cut was specifically, like didn't obviously create too much. I mean, it was fucking deep as fucking, I mean, the, 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 uh, the pictures of it afterwards, I was like, Jesus, like you can see oh. like muscle and I was like, this is, so gross yeah um, it really really helped them to kind of because i yeah they they were saying because i mean paul the second he saw the cut was like oh this fight is going to be over um after the first round after the cut had showed up and the fact that they kept going um the whole way through is pretty awesome and you know the ref the, the doc saw you know up until round four right so he kept so he, he examined it for three rounds you know what i mean like that's pretty insane um to just examine that same cut and to be like, okay, okay, and then like, mm-mm. you know, like, and even like, I th- I remember, I remember watching like, so, so I watched the whole card live. So I, I said I missed the first two fights, or I missed the first one and like most of the second. I watched because there was at a reasonable fucking hour. I watched up to the main event 
on the night on live. And then I just, I like work early on Sundays. I was like, I can push through and stay up and be fucking tired as hell. Or I can go to bed and watch during work. Mm-hmm. Chose the latter. So I, I, I woke up to like some spoilers, mostly like some fucking whack ass motherfucker. And like, I don't know who it is. I don't know if they're whatever. Someone was like, um, uh, Corey Sanhagen is overrated. Um, Song would have won if the fight hadn't been stopped because of the cut or whatever. Or he was like, or he was Ooh. like, if the, if the cut, it was like, if the cut didn't happen, then he would have been losing or whatever. Like, because the cut happened early. So I guess yeah. you could make the case. But I was like, fuck you, man. And like, I was thinking about the doc, like checking it every round. I didn't know what round it ended when they're talking about the cut. So like going into the fourth, I was pretty fucking sure the doctor was going to stop it. I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. And then the doctor was like, keep an eye on it. Like this, the last, this, the last round or whatever, uh, or whatever he said, he didn't say this is the last round, but uh, I remember thinking he was like, I want to stop it, but because of the other fight, I can't. So, you know, it's up to you, but like, no. And then like, they were like, fucking a, yeah, it's over. Yeah. And like, uh, did they post the scorecards? Because it felt to me they that Corey's... did. Some people said like it was two and two going into the fifth. For me, I I had Corey Sanag it up three one probably. Like, yeah, I don't but... really score round by round, but I remember thinking like, okay, Song maybe won one of those rounds, but everyone else I had Corey and cool. and they were super close. Here's the thing: like it's not yeah. like a robbery if like let's say they did go into the fifth and Song won the fifth and it like what wins the fight? I would have been like, uh, not how I scored it, but okay, not a robbery, but like. For me, pretty clear three one as far uh, as those Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think Corey Sandigan's like composure is just so good in the octagon. Like he is so well composed. Yes. Every time he gets under pressure or or anyone anyone comes forward at him, um, he he is just. I I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think I think he'll be he'll be champion. Uh, he'll be champion by the July of next year. I think he's fig. I think he's gonna figure it out. I think he's gonna figure out within the okay, year. Okay, dude, you heard it. I really first. do. I really do. I just, I can feel it. I feel like he's gonna figure figure out all the puzzles that have been put put in front of him. Um, Corey and, Champ Hagen. Yeah. The Sand Champ. Yeah. Um, sand Champ. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mr. Sand Champ, bring yep. me a dream. Bring me some money. I forget. Does he walk out to that song? Because I think he's the Sandman. He doesn't use a nickname. Oh, that's right. People just call him that because it's like it's sort of like Bobby Knuckles. Like people just call him that. Yeah, but Sam, don't. We're not gonna have this conversation. <laughs> I can't. I was wait. gonna say. I was gonna say we should call him Sandy Knuckles, but that's like Sandy Knuckles. This is my club too. Sandy. <laughs> the Sandy Pants. Knuckles. Sandy Knuckles. Sandy Knuckles. That sounds like honestly. That sounds Corey, like. That sounds Sandy like. Sandy Knuckles. It sounds like a like a weird like, like Alabama hot pocket or yeah, like a weird sex yeah. like like way to yeah. finger someone. Yeah. Yeah, give we were the, on the beach and I yeah, gave her the Sandy give Knuckles. Give her the old yeah. Sandy Knuckles. <laughs> I'm literally going to the beach after this. Going to get the Sandy Knuckles, dude. The Sandy Knuckles. Or the same. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> That's only for the patrons. Of, uh, can't remember yeah. the fucking knuckles, dude. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it was. 
Saturday was such a great night of fights, and I, I'm looking forward to to next weekend's or uh, this weekend coming up um fights. Uh, it's still, I mean, we saw with the two ladies on the pre, the two lady fights on the on the prelims, uh, and like now we have a lady headlining it. Like, go home if you think yeah. I got. I don't understand. Like, I, I I still don't get it. I still don't understand. Like we've we seen have, uh, women's fights next week. Are you saying they're headlining? The headlining, yeah, it's Mackenzie Dern versus. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, for Yan Yan Chernan. I'm looking Yan, at it right now. Yan, Yan, Fuck Yan yeah, dude. But anyway, I, look, hey, anybody that comes into contact, anybody that comes into contact with saying like, oh, women's MMA fights, like, oh, whatever, it's not the same. Show them Johnny Walker versus Thiago Santos and say, oh, it was that, was that, that was good, huh? That was better, right? That was better yeah. than this fight. And then and then show them Joanna and uh Whaley won. Yeah. Yeah. Just show them that and say, which was the better fight? And then they tell you the other one. Fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, dude. If they yeah, say this one, we've got so many examples of like uh, uh, here's the thing. So, so there are some boring fights of women, just like there yes. are plenty of boring male fights. Like, yeah, it has nothing to do with the gender of the competitors. Absolutely not. Entertainment is entertainment, and a good fight is a good fight. I I will say that forever, and it's the actual truth. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Even like we're we're talking like this is lizard brain stuff ladies and gentlemen this yeah. is our ancestors ancestors watching fights like this is people knowing when something is entertaining and entertainment that is just what it is and there is no there is no ifs and buts about it i can't i can't i don't know what happens to everyone whenever they watch a fight but but what do your biases can lead to something, sure, but to not be entertained by a fight is like just because the women is not. I don't think it's even possible. I guess yeah. if it's a good fight, it's a good fight, and it, just like anything else, you know. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. you're like at that point, you're like actively resisting it because yeah, of fucking because like of your sexism weird bias. or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, huh? Yeah, but yeah, but she couldn't beat a guy. I was like, what the fuck does that? What? Yeah. Well. I don't want to uh, spend too much more time on this because we do have some questions now to get to. Um, do you have any more thing to say on last night's fights? No. Uh, well, it's not last night. We well, do this all the time. We do it all the fucking time. It's been several days at this point. It's a fucking uh, Wednesday afternoon we're recording. If if all the fights could maintain, if all fight cards from the for the rest of the year could maintain this violence, twenty yes. uh, twenty twenty two could chalk up to be the best year of UFC in a while. If they could all be this violent, which I don't know, yes. I don't think it's even possible. Um, yeah. But it, but if you didn't believe, statistically, that, very hard for that to happen. But yeah, yeah. for the, for that level of violence, that level of violence. Uh, yeah, because it was it was exciting and awesome and and free. Yeah, ish. Well, well pay, pay for ESPN Plus. Pay but... too much and pay the rock. Oh, by the way, oh, dude. isn't that fucking hilarious that we that we uh, did the the Nate Diaz talking about um, uh, fighting uh, Hamzat for uh, T-Cross. And then I mentioned The Rock in there and I was like, you got to stop talking shit about The Rock first and number one. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, he can get it. And then the fucking, just now Nate was like, I'm only going to fight The Rock and that's it. <laughs> Have you seen it? 
No. He literally, he literally just posted. He was he literally just said like the only person I'm gonna fight is the rock, and that's the only person I want to fight. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Yo. Speaking of which, guys, everyone, I, I don't care what anyone says, bro. Nate Diaz would fuck the rock up. Yeah, like, dude. Bad. One hundred percent. Especially too, like the rock said that in 2007 he was training MMA because I think it was like something with his wrestling career was like, whatever he was, he trained at Jackson wink MMA. And he was mm-hmm. like, turns out I don't like getting punched in the face. Like, no, your muscles are not going to help you against a fucking black belt jujitsu. Yeah. I, I just think it's hilarious. And I love, I, I love it. And I'm happy that we, we did that. <laughs> I just think it's funny that he's like, yeah, that's the only person I'm going for. I was like, yeah, dude. Okay. Um, all right. So, yes, let's move on. Uh, take a break, or are we just going to roll along? We're going to take a break. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. And we're back. Ladies sure. and gentlemen, the forum starts now. Taking it off with my man Rhino. I literally sound like fucking Dale Dobek and uh, the Catalina Wymexer is like, kick it off with my man Brennan. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, Jason Lee, it's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. So, Many of us have our Mount Rushmore of MMA, right, of MMA fighters. And Jose Aldo is on at least 80-some percent of the ones that I see. So Jose Aldo just retired from MMA competition. So if you guys can kind of share kind of where you think he lies in the whole grand landscape of MMA greats, maybe give like a favorite memory of his career, and just kind of your overall thoughts on Jose Aldo. Love to hear you guys' answers. Can't wait to hear him. Talk to you later. Peace. Okay, dude. Um, Great fucking question. And this actually reminds me of something that I wanted to say last week that I forgot about, and it's been haunting me. And I thought about it this morning, and I wanted to say the top of the show, and I forgot about it then too. the The news of Jose retiring hit some people like there. Some people got sad about it. For me, I'm kind of glad, which I'll explain in a little bit. But an- another piece of MMA news that hit me really hard that was just gut wrenching for me was the passing of Elias Theodoro. Oh yeah, dude. I fucking love that guy. So like he was just an amazing personality. And like, that's one of the things I love about this sport is the different personalities of, of different fighters and how they interact like outside of the cage. And there was no more, like better, more of a mensch than him. He was just fucking salt of the earth kind of guy, just really, really special human being. And like the first fighter to get the TUE exemption for cannabis, he fought really hard for that. And he had like an actual medical need. He was, I think became sort of a stoner. Like he would probably do it recreationally, but he had a, a severe need to do it because of like a nerve thing that it helped him. And he got the fucking TUE exemption to be able to compete, probably competed high a couple of times. Who knows? Like fucking legend, this guy. And so much so that like my first foray into podcasting, 
mixed martial opinions, like Zim will know who's listening and, and like we're gonna get to get to him. He's just a little shout out in the forum. Like one of the last episodes that we did, maybe even the last episode of MMO, was like I was trying to get Andrew like okay, let's see if if we can get him like a like a, a good human. And I brought up Elias Theodoro and he still followed him on Instagram to this day, to the point where Andrew texted me a couple of days ago. Hey man, did a, like he never, and you know this, like he'll never talk about MMA news. Like, right. Like yeah. doesn't even hear about it. It's not like he heard about it and doesn't think like he texts me. Hey man, did Elias Theodoro die? Like, no. What stage a, four liver cancer and didn't tell anybody. That's insane, man. Even like Ariel Hawani had one of his good friends and training partners on Aaron Jeffrey, who's been on like Rhino's podcast, like he's an up and coming fighter that was on Dana White's contender series and didn't get a contract, I think, and like his fun bell tour. Like I had seen the like videos of them training and stuff before and, and posted on Instagram. Like at one point when Aaron Jeffries had short hair and no, I think now he has like a mullet or like he's growing his hair out and it has a mustache. But mm-hmm. before he had short hair and no facial hair and Elias posted a fucking thing that was like, oh, I trained with our prime minister, Justin Trudeau today. Cause he kind of does look like Justin Trudeau. Yes. Um, but man, so fucking sad, dude. And so I, w- I wanted to give love to Elias and his family and, um, segue that into talking about Jose Aldo and you know for me like we came into the sport you and I at a time when like he was having that rivalry with Connor and like the whole 13 second thing but I did like I made it my duty kind of to like do some history like I wanted to know like why this guy was like seven years undefeated at the time or whatever and was this phenom and I watched a lot of his like WEC fights and he was so incredible. Like, and you think about like his takedown defense is some of the best ever, ever stopping Mike Brown's takedowns, Uriah Faber's like all the fucking legendary wrestlers. He made a career out of like stuffing takedowns from these high level, like alpha male guys and other wrestlers in his weight class, which are like 145, a ton of, and even his last fight, Mirab, who's a beast of a wrestler, didn't get one takedown on Jose Aldo. Like just the cut the kind of talent he is. And like people people are saying, Oh, this is sad. The King of Rio is not gonna fight anymore. Like, hey man, here's he, how I feel about it. Are you would you rather wait? Because people are like, Oh, but he's not getting knocked out. He's not having these these like fights where you think he's done. Like, good. That's when they should leave. Like he has had so like it's not the age, it's the miles. Like, oh, he's only 36. Like, it's not the age, it's the miles. He has been around a fucking long time. He he looks older than his age. I would love to see Jose maybe do some boxing or something because he's not like, you know, athletically maybe not done. And he, he used to play soccer. Maybe he's still athletic enough to get, to get uh, signed by a, a soccer team. Like, who knows? But for me, I've seen all this Jose Aldo in the UFC I need to see. And he had a hell of a career. Um, one of my favorite moments. To answer Ryan's question, I think it was the body shot knockout of Jeremy Stevens. It was whatever broke. He had like a string of, of losses, like the Max Holloway, the the back the back to back beatings from Max Holloway was so hard to watch. And he had a, I think another fight that he lost, uh, probably to to Volk. And then it was like Jeremy Stevens, body shot knockout, just 
fucking amazing. He starts crying. His coach, coach is hoisting him up. That's the fucking shit, dude. That's the yeah. that's the shit. Yeah, I I think you're right about the idea that he we both came in to like to watching him. Um, obviously at the height of that that Connor stuff, but uh, the fact that he has been fighting for as long as he has and was still close to the mountaintop uh, when he decided to walk away is I know really 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 quite ridiculous. And at the level that he's fighting at, um, he's never looked really bad in the like the connor knockout was like obviously the 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 low low point but everything after that was like he never looked he picked himself right back up and yeah, kept on exactly. going um, the interim title against frankie uh who he had fought before but still you know beat again he fucking defended it like i mean i i think one of my favorite uh like fights that 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 he had was the the Marlon Moraes versus like that was such a good war uh between the two of them. I still think he won. I still most people because he got the title shot off that. I remember being in the bar, I've this before, being in the bar at MJ's in, in Middletown and fucking uh T Cross, I see him from like across the bar. We were he was sitting with his friends or whatever. He walks over, he's like, Hey, fucking bullshit decision, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, and I think a lot of people feel like feel that, but it's just like, you know, the ability to have those type of wars with people uh, at the age that he was at, um, and still people are like, uh, he's still one of the best, and still competing at a high level to walk away. Uh, yeah, he's gonna go down. Those title defenses are gonna are gonna be are gonna last a long time. Like they're just gonna they're just that like that number is gonna last a long time, especially when we're in the age of not a lot of them like that age is gone you know uh you know dj and aldo the age of of long reigns is is over uh you know we're looking at well with the exception of obviously valentina um yeah we're looking we're looking at you know every a lot of the divisions maybe maybe five six at the most We're, we're not looking at like seven ten anymore there's just too many good people in the ufc and like jose aldo still being in the mix in that regard is you know is a testament to how tough of a fighter he was hell yeah dude and like for me the the term like greatest of all time is such like we can't pick just one like there Mm -hmm. is no way and it's going to be continually evolving but if you're if you're making your your top 10 list or whatever and jose aldo's not on it you're fucking not a fan of the sport like the incredible and, and and like for us to think like you know he had a hard time making weight at featherweight found out he's just been doing it on his own without a nutritionist gets a nutritionist goes to bantamweight looks his cuts look better than he did at 45 and we're like holy yeah. shit dude and like and i was thinking about that too the 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 jeremy stevens one i talked about i, I don't know if this was i forget which one came first but like there was also like back to back he fought hanato moicano like a young guy in the sport and fucking TKO'd him as well. And Hinato, like, move, ended up moving up to 55. So now we're looking at a fucking Bantamweight fighting a lightweight. Fucking stopped him. Like, Jose Aldo is a l- talent. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, and will be forever. So, yeah. Has a win over Tito, who's in the title picture. Mm-hmm. And that, w- that was not that long ago. 
Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Fucking A, Rhino. Thank you for that question. And, and definitely go check out his podcast. Um, had a great um, interview this past week with, uh, or I'm sorry, I feel we're doing it. I think it's this past week, but I think it's this week. Um, Ross Turbo Levine from Karate Combat, the middleweight champion. Mm-hmm. Normally, when Rhino has an interview with someone I don't really know, like it takes a lot for them to win me over. That guy fucking won me over. I, I was like, hell yeah, I'm watching this guy fight. Um, all right, here is our, our man Dave L. I haven't even heard this. Have you heard it? No. Okay, great. Just came in. Hey, guys. Dave L here. And when I was watching the main event last weekend... It seemed like Song Yudong, despite being way faster, wasn't really using his speed properly. And it seemed like a shame for such a obviously talented prospect to not be maximizing his abilities. So I guess my question is, is there a gym you think would serve him better in terms of improvement in open space movement than Team Alpha Male? Let me know what you think. Thanks, love the show. Got one right now, dude. And like, I I think he went to Team Alpha Male to work on his wrestling, and that's helped. You know? Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, the, the uh, takedowns that he stopped from Corey were great, great sprawling, really, really good sprawling. Yeah, um, amazing sprawling to be honest with you. Uh, but, but at, th- at this point, he needs to go down the road. I mean, it's probably not down the road; it's probably like an hour away or something. But it's in way. the same area. To AKA dude, American Kickboxing Academy. You got Javier Mendez, fine tune his striking, and they still got the amazing wrestling there with DC. Like you don't yeah. have to just go to Alpha Mel to work on your wrestling. Like go to American Kickboxing Academy. He's for fuck's sake, he's the same size as Deron Wynn. <laughs> like obviously Deron Wynn's like much heavier, but they're the same height, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh boy. Um. That that's it for me, and and there are a couple like you know he could he could find probably benefit training at American Top Team in Florida. Like other, there's other places, but like if you want like not a major lifestyle change, there's a great gym an hour yeah. away from you, dude. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't want to have to uproot again, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the like the coaches that he could work with that would that would help him. Oh, I I know I know one too. Trevor fucking Whitman. Trevor fucking Whitman. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like Yadong, and I know it's gonna sound weird. I feel like Yadong and Gaethje kind of have a similar like forward pressing movement, and kind of Yadong definitely more technical, right? But but I but but that whole but they're also similarly like explosive. I feel I feel right. like Gaethje very explosive. Yeah, so that's where that's where I believe that. Yeah. Huh. Or you know. Out of left field, Matt Hume, DJ's coach, Mighty Mouse coach, mm-hmm. in fucking Washington. It's not that far from him. It's like, you know, you still have to like, you know, up, yeah, up, 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 but... whatever. But like, mm. that's a fucking great gym too, and they got a lot of the like, smaller guys there too. Yeah, like what? To, what? Yeah, we. How do we work his space? His space work because um, because his wrestling is is good. I mean, like I said, San San Higgin was. Uh, and and uh, Yadong got two takedowns on San Higgin too, so yeah, I think it's pretty up to par now. So yeah, he he could probably benefit from yeah from somewhere else. I just don't know if he'll do it. 
No, I mean, that's not something like good on Dave L for like posing this question because I've not heard anyone talk about that. Like, yeah, that, that he should be looking for another jam. And if they have, maybe I don't follow them. Maybe that's for a good reason. But, um, like, you know what I mean? So, Song probably isn't even thinking about it. And even if it was like proposed to him by like his manager or somebody, like he's probably too loyal. Like Uriah, yeah. like Uriah hyped him up a lot. Like, yeah. Even when fucking like Song Yudong knocked out somebody, uh, it might have been his UFC debut. It was definitely like the first time I remember like hearing about him. And then Uriah Faber had his comeback fight like a week or two later, and knocked out um Ricky Simone with the same overhand right he's used his whole career, and and fucking gets in the mic and says, "Learn that from my boy Song Yudong." I'm like, you didn't, but okay, that's good that you're hyping up your boy. Like, yeah. You're right. He's a forever a businessman when it comes to his his guys, which is a good good thought. I mean, it's a good uh, good thing to. Do. Uh, yeah, I think you're right about the loyalty though. So hmm. yeah, and I'm gonna say like it's a shame because like you still could do great things there. It's just like you could benefit maybe from some cross training and like hey, another team alpha male staple did that recently, Cynthia Calvillo, and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it's like not uh paid off great for her mm-hmm. but that's uh, also like i don't know was it ever going like i don't know if that's her or i don't know if that's the gym as much as it is her but it, i can't remember if it was if she had moved there by this point she she fucking be jessica i and mm-hmm. sort of around that time so mm. yeah who knows man i mean good good question dave thanks for the thanks for making us think of like you know fighters and their and their you know ability to be kind of up up coached into you know better standing because your dog's gonna be back and better um there's no there's no doubt about that like he's gonna be uh he's got a, an incredible amount of talent that can be um that can yeah be sculpted, dude sculpt, sculpt and shaped well um over time so i can't wait to see his next fight because he did not lose stock from this fight Fucking A. <laughs> oh man, my text is kind of flooding in. Bro, we gotta get to this next question. T Cross sent a couple sent a couple of videos. Okay. Gotta get them queued up here. <laughs> this fucking caption i haven't watched any of these the fucking caption on this first one is big chael sun and energy mm-hmm. the the caption just says aspen lad dummy but it's dummies in all caps oh here right. we go what's up there we go aspen lad you dumb motherfucker you dumb motherfucker. You're fighting at 135, or you're attempting to fight at 135 and failing miserably. Um, what is your goal? I assume everyone's goal is to be the champion, correct? If you're trying to fight at 135, your goal is to be the champion. You're going to have to fight Amanda Nunes. 
If you cannot make 135 pounds, you fight 145 pounds. Your goal there is to be a champion. You're going to have to fight Amanda Nunes. But you can get there a whole lot quicker because there is literally no one else fighting at 145 pounds. If you move up to 145 pounds, you become the automatic number one contender. If your goal is to become a champion, you're going to have to fight Amanda Nunes either way. Stop trying to make 135 because you can't fucking do it. Move up a weight class, fight for the title, or go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> bro love the, love the energy i love it i love everything about it um all right here is this um here is this next one from from t cross um he sent it he sent the same thing twice because i i think he, i said i might might not have gotten it so he sent it twice but i got it like two days later his first one says submissions attempt is dumb second one says submission attempt is a stupid phrase and i was like hey man are these dupes all right What's up, guys? It's your boy T Cross again. Um, still having problems at Anchor. I don't know what the fucking problem is, but if you're just a listening subscriber, you should subscribe just so you can see my sexy face on these videos that I'm sending. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Andre Feely and Bill Algiel in the third round here. So I admittedly may have a bias because I have a personal relationship with Bill. I know Bill. I've trained with Bill. Um, but Everyone that is saying that if that third round wasn't close, Feely had his back, whatever. I'm really sick of the term submission attempt because it's pretty subjective because people are saying, oh, well, Andre was closer to finishing the fight. How do you know that? Only one person can know how close those submission attempts were, and that's Bill. And you either submit somebody or you don't. It's like calling every punch thrown a knockout attempt. You know, someone throws a big overhand right, and it just barely misses his face. You don't give that guy the round because, oh, he was so close to finishing the fight. Just If he was one inch closer, he would have knocked him out. That's not how it works. You can't just lay there on your back with your arm around someone's neck getting punched in the face 40 times in a row without responding at all and think you won the round. I, I just It's a fight. If you're getting punched in the face and you're just laying there doing nothing, you're losing that round. I don't care what your position is. What do you guys think? Mm. Yeah, that is, that, is how we do it. Was that you? Yeah, I was like, hell yeah, this is how I was we like, do it. I didn't do that. Well, this um, is how we do it, bro. <laughs> I kind uh, of, I kind of agreed. I never thought of it that way, but I, as he was explaining, like, throw, thrown the punches, like, like he had me and then he lost me. I think he's got me again, but I, like, I'll say it like a devil's advocate kind of thing. Like, you're right. Like, only one person can know how close those attempts were. But I will say, in like in terms of the comparison to striking, it's not like miss strikes would be like a knockout attempt. I'm thinking more like ground and pound that lands, but maybe not flush. And it's like you know, the guy's covering up. Like only that guy knows how devastating those shots were. Too. Mm-hmm. That's where I kind of think. Then like if someone if someone is receiving some ground and pound, I'm like, well, that's kind of losing. But I get his point too about like. Andre Philly just was getting punched in the fucking face. And I, I said at the top, like, the best punching from someone having your back I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh... Yeah. Hmm. It's a little bit tough to kind of cycle, like, the, to, like, sift through it because uh, of, like, attempts and, like, being in position and being able to get close. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, like, the, the whole step process to get set up for a submission... I yeah. guess is the part that that is the 
the element mm. that it's a little it's obviously a little bit tough it it's a little bit actually i'm sorry it's a lot tougher to try to set up a a submission than it yeah. is to throw throw a punch just like and the other thing the other thing i was thinking about is like it's subjective but there's a lot of about like scoring and judging that is entirely subjective which is yeah kind of unfortunate like that's why i would love to see a change in the in the rules um, yeah as far as the but, but i do i do see what you're i do see what you're saying as far as like no it, it's it's a valid point by t for sure the fa- yeah the fact that it's uh uh the idea that it, it it's supposed to be an all or nothing kind of concept for submissions um yeah. and not for everything everything else has kind of a gray area you know what i mean like uh specifically you don't hear, I mean, I'm sure there is, I could just be very incredibly uneducated, but like, you know, point fighting of like strikes, you know what I mean? Like, as opposed to point fighting of submissions or like attempting yeah, or, or like grappling. Like I would think more, that's more like lay and pray kind of stuff. Like, like, Oh, yeah. you're just kind of like trying to win rounds or whatever. Yeah. So that, that's where I feel like, would but be even then, like point even, fighting. even then, how could you like how would you even score that let's just say like you just happen to see someone on top and having top control the whole time but never never going for anything and being like well they controlled the fighter on the ground it's like no for me that's not you have to do something with those takedowns yeah like just top control is nothing and especially usually in those situations the guy on the bottom is working Mm -hmm. unless you literally got him pinned down and it's like a like a, a someone who's just really heavy on top and you got the handcuffs or whatever like Usually in that case, the guy on bottom is like elbowing or whatever, or even throwing right. like the if they're like literally smothering on top from like mount, like they're doing the palm strikes to the head or whatever. They're doing something. Guy on bottom is doing something. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, great question. I don't know if I have the like capacity to really answer it. And it's like I definitely see where he's coming from, like for sure. And it's 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 hard to quantify. Yeah, the- I think it's hard to quantify either way. Yeah. Right. Which which is like unfortunate. But definitely very valid, and I agree. Submission attempt is a stupid phrase. Never thought of it until now, because like you're right, like we don't say knockout attempt. Like mm-hmm. it's like you get right. it or you don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Huh. Fucking a. Um, that actually, I mean, in terms of voice questions, I think that wraps it up. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna go to the Twitter now. I know Zim had a question for you. Oh, for me. Yeah. Specifically. Specifically. Oh, wait a minute. Sandy retweeted the forum, and now I think we have questions. No way. Or maybe it's just a thread. My mentions are pretty full. Oh, I think it's literally... Oh, my God. Sandy's saying, I missed it again like a dope. We always have to remind... I'm reading this on air right now. (laughs) You didn't miss it. Well, now you did. (laughs) Right? I mean, unless if she responds right now. I'm going to parse through the thread. (laughs) <laughs> hold on this is important she goes i missed it again like a dope um ty fly guy says in your defense andy they did post this suddenly and very early in the morning right this is her now if you're gonna post the forum tweet at a weird time you should dm it to me all right well i'm gonna do that right now i guess <laughs> god damn it <laughs> this is only entertaining me <laughs> uh i think that's it <laughs> huh. weird yeah uh but we did get a question <laughs> from we 
we did get a question from Zim. Okay. Um, and I, I've thrown his name on the podcast a couple times. Our newest patron has joined the ranks of the patrons competing in the Fight Pick League. Almost kicked your ass, Leo. Um, or maybe he did kick your ass. Some Possibly. someone um actually let me pull up the that's the actually this okay. week. Yeah. Um so as far as week ten, there were a couple people tied for a, a one hundred. I thought that someone got oh that's right. T Cross won this week. So shout out to T Cross. It would but David S, Zim, and Sandy Pants all got a hundred. So they were all tied for second as far as week ten. And mm. overall, um Oh, I need to I need to include Zim in the overall because I was thinking this is his first week. Um, yeah, dude. Fucking legendary. Um, one of our first listeners in mixed martial opinions, at least the first one that wasn't uh, you know, people that we know, you know, first person to connect with and has stayed with me, stayed with us here. And uh he's his question says, Hi Leo, no love for Zim's fight picks. What do you mean? I so I, I think maybe he doesn't know that I run the whole Patreon and like, um, oh, what like I, I think at the start of the Fight Pick League this season, I was like, I'm gonna compete, and that right. quickly fizzled out. Like, I think I did the first two weeks, and when I missed a week, I always it's 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 so dumb too because I always tell people it's okay if you miss a week, there's a lot of weeks, just keep going, consistency is key, and like you know, other people are gonna miss too. And like, as soon as I miss, I was like, mm, I'm too nah, bad. That's now. Not happening <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. So, like, every every time that uh, the friendly sparring account makes uh, a picks, and Leo, you always fucking put like Macho Man or Bam, yeah, <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow, yeah. Um, <sighs> which is funny that you said because Bam Bam Action Bronson was on uh, Ariel's show this week and they were talking about Bam Bam Bigelow. So that was funny to me seeing like Bam Bam Bigelow when I was doing the the points uh, calculating, but yeah. Um, uh, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's Juice picking that. He's the he's he's setting up the love. I mean, I could set up the love too, I suppose, because yeah. whenever I do it, I'm the one that's I'm I'm logged in. So yeah, sorry, Zim. I don't no, I don't mean to. No, I think it's I think it's just a miscommunication there. Oh, okay, um, so it's it's probably probably my fault. But anyway, shouts to Zim. We love Zim. Yeah, and. Uh, Happy to have him in the Patreon. Please keep picking. Yeah, dude. Like I said, he killed it uh, this week. So, yeah. Fucking great. And that, ladies and gentlemen, unless we get a question from Sandy, I'm just going to like get rolling. Hold off just just a second. Well, I I will tell you, it is a little strange. Uh,. It is a little strange because I, I'm looking at the um, the UFC's page for the for the main card, and it's a, a three fight main card, which I was like, that doesn't happen. So definitely not that. So I gotta look on Tapology. Uh for me, it was the whole main card. There was like five or six fights on there. All right, let's take a look on the UFC's page. Or on topology. Um, on the UFC's page, because I was just going like to see the whole like schedule. I was like, mm-hmm. let me see this. <laughs> she said okay as long as i'm in the show i'm good <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah sandy you're on the show a few times 
God damn it. Um, no, yeah. Okay, well, what do you have? Because on the UFC's page, I only have I only have three fights for the main card for some reason. Maybe I just was like scrolling the whole prelims and I thought, yeah, yeah, that's probably see, what main you were card. Doing. I have the main card starting with Randy Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo, Sadiq Yusuf versus a shadow. And, oh, you're right. Only three fights. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Well, let's go to topology, which like I said, that's the, that's the source I always like to go to whenever you're not on topology. Yeah. I, I, I get mad, <laughs> but, right. um, but I just happened to be on there and I thought it was legit. Cause, cause there's some good fights on the prelims too. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a, a nice um, heavyweight boxing fight on Saturday, the 24th. Joe Joyce versus Joseph Parker. Yeah, so I Battle tried to, of the Joes. I try to go past the the on topology to go to Saturday, and it doesn't have it for some reason. Wait a minute, what's the date on that? What's the date on that fucking Yan Shonan fight? Saturday, October first. Oh, it's we don't have UFC this weekend. No, I thought we did. Wait a minute. Let me look at the fucking calendar. Oh yeah, no, I guess we don't yeah. have UFC. No, we don't. No, no. So, um, uh, well, I guess that fight card still needs to come together. Um, okay, well, we'll figure something out. I know we will. Yeah, we'll we we out. always do. We always do. Maybe we'll uh, bring out the old faithful, get super stoned, and answer some questions. Maybe people will send them in. Also, we're gonna have to. We'll open up the forum sooner. The Let's open the forum like, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next week's forum it starts now. So whenever starts you're listening now. to this, go find it. Yeah. Juice is gonna post it right now because we don't have any fights, so and we'll probably get to. Oof, I don't know. I gotta see what time I'm working this week. So I get we neurotic might be... about the pin tweet though, because I I've had the same process ever since I started FWM. The night of the fights, the pin tweet is the forum. Then when the episode drops, the episode post has been my pin tweet until the forum is open again, and it's a cycle. And <laughs> if I break the cycle, it is gonna drive me insane. Okay, so, well, don't break the cycle. You you've had a rough couple of weeks, so don't break the cycle. You bro- no, you drop you know it what? when you want. The cycle's already broken. Oh, okay. We'll figure it out. There can be. You know what? At, at the very least, we'll we'll put a put a forum on Patreon. How about that? How so about open that? Open only for the Patreon for the patrons. We're gonna get a fo- a fucking Patreon forum open right now. Yeah. And then and th- and then we'll open up the forum early once you and I figure out because that that's the reason why this forum was so like quick was like we couldn't really figure it out and we decided yesterday that we were going to record today i think but yeah. at the same time i forgot to post it is what it is it Wait, is here we it are is. and you know what we still got episodes coming out and we're still enjoying each other's company and hopefully you guys still enjoy our company uh yeah. you guys can follow me at leo gh2113 on instagram and twitter please don't forget to send me an email I like those. I haven't gotten any, but I the first one probably the, haven't gotten any. The first one I do, I promise you, I'm reading on air, no matter what they thousand talk about, percent, no matter how much schmegma talk they talk of. The subject will just be schmegma. Yeah, it will be with a C H, S C H, S C H, M E G A, yeah, mm, yum. Okay, uh, Juice, go ahead and plug uh, your single social. Yeah, we we uh, buried the lead on it. I didn't talk talk about Leo and I talked about it off air, but I deleted all my socials that didn't have at friendly spar pod in them. So guess what? Oh, so personal at Twitter, friendly personal spar pod. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the only one I plug on this show. Anyway, I'm like, yeah, just follow the friendly sparring pod account. Like that's yeah, it. Please but follow at us. Friendly spar pod. Um, Ask us questions. You have me on any. Subscribe 
and become a patron because Juice is about to shout out the patrons and his very lovely best like, British. Sake, two best, weeks ago. He's about to do his best. Cockney. Cockney? Yeah. Wait, you think I'm, I'm going to do Cockney for you, the patrons? You think no. I, I think Are so. you your fucking rocker? I think he's going to be doing it. All right, let's go. Right. Shout out the patrons. first patron we're going to be shouting out is APB. Then we've got Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T-Cross, Fee, Dave L. Yeah, L. 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 Dave L. <laughs> Dave L. Putting a fucking voice note in the group chat right now after this. <laughs> Dave L. Jimmy the Drunk. Mix the Man. Anonymous. David Everett. <laughs> I almost said to fucking Australian because I always say his fucking name in Australian. David Everett. Wholesome MMA. Wholesome. Wholesome. Wholesome MMA. Brian Pichet. Just delivered an amazing fucking episode of all things Nintendo. Got to shout out to him out. Um, the fucking legend, um, Andrew Reiner, been editor-in-chief of Game Informer for years. Just announced he's leaving the company, started a new venture. He's with Gearbox now, I believe, because I do follow him as well. Um, had an amazing fucking episode with Brian Shea as well. Like two hours, mate. Two fucking hours of, of just amazing Nintendo chat. And um, I really... Can't say enough good things about that podcast because it's been just like a great like source of entertainment in my life to have that and you know have Brian as a as a patron as well of the podcast is just brilliant. So we love Brian Shea. And and the reason I even found out about the Nintendo podcast is for well, the the main reason is from our next patron, Dave, aka Narby Buckles. Um shouting him out on the fucking CME live chat. So how about that? Dave Narby Buckles. Super Manly Nick, David S, D Crons, shouts to D Crons, Harry Andrew, who I normally say his name in a fucking RP with doing Cockney of Leo's request, Cakes, QAR. I don't know if it's Dash or Dash. I think it's Dash. It's, uh, it might be Dash. Dish Dash, 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 Dash. It's gotta be Dash. Dash. <laughs> Dash just sounds fucking weird. Yeah. It's gotta be Dash. I've Dosh. never fucking had to say his name in a British island before. And Zim. Zimmin. Connie, it's just Zim. Zimmin. Yeah, it's Zimmin. Zim. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it, guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back with uh, some sli- something a little bit special next week. We'll see. Yeah. And one more thing. Don't you fucking ever...